uh, pastor taught you how to rest. Now, this Wednesday, I'm going to talk you how to teach you how to work, okay? So I'll try not to contradict anything he said uh, in this teaching. So, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, strange as it may seem, I end up with the same verse he was on when we get to the very end. So, uh, so we need to learn how to work, and we need to learn how to rest, amen? And, and I believe the Word of God tells us how to do that, and tonight we're going to delve into that. Kingdom works. Kingdom works. Uh, number one, you got five things on your handout, and uh, you're without excuse tonight because people fuss at me when I don't do a handout or when I don't do a PowerPoint. Well, guess what? You're without excuse tonight. You have a PowerPoint and a handout. Number one, we are saved in order to do good works and to glorify God. Can, can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say, that's why I was saved. Now, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to do what you were designed to do. If I went to the store and bought a, a lawnmower and I came home and it, and, and it sat in the, in the garage 24-7 and never came out of the box, then it wouldn't be doing what it was supposed to do. But I'm here to tell you, and the Scripture's going to tell us, that we are saved in order to bring glory to God through our works. Amen? Now, I'll start off by telling you that, that God... Uh, is not against work. God is for work. He gave Adam work before he gave him a wife, okay? And Paul in the New Testament, his welfare plan was if you don't work, you don't eat. So, uh, you know, work is a good thing. Now, I don't know um, if the work was quite as hard before the fall of man. I don't. There was no briars and there was no cuckaburs and there was no Johnson grass. So I don't know uh, that it was as hard, but nonetheless, if you'll read your Bible before the fall of man, he's put in the garden to dress it and to keep it, okay? So God is, is for work, and he's for good work, and he's for kingdom work. <clears throat> Let's read a few scriptures. On slide two, we have Hebrews 9, 13, and 14. It says, For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified through the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Why, why, was your, why was your sins purged? Why was your conscience purged according to the scripture? To serve the living God. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We're created unto good works, pushing us into good works, put us in a position to do good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Matthew six twenty four. no man can serve two masters. Now, a lot of people think mammon means money, but that's not what mammon really means. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon means material wealth, property, and riches. You can't serve that. If you're inside the kingdom, uh, you've got to serve the, the kingdom. Uh, you've got to serve the God of the kingdom, the king of the kingdom. Now, Kingdom works are works that are done by saints, okay? Now, Jesus said you couldn't get in the kingdom. The way you enter into the kingdom is uh, water and spirit. 
John 3, 5. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. That's the, that's the works we're talking about today. We're talking about after you're born again, the kingdom, you know, is not a, a geographical area. The kingdom is within you. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within us. It's not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay, the kingdom uh, in the, the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, pastor preached on Sunday. Okay, that's the kingdom that came uh, on the day of Pentecost when the church was born. And so when I'm talking about kingdom works, I'm not talking about mowing the grass. Uh, I'm talking about kingdom works inside the kingdom done by those who are born into the kingdom. Amen. Okay, Romans, five, uh, Romans 7, 5 through 6. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, and that the old and, and not in the oldness of the letter. So now we should serve in the newness, serve. We should have good works for the for the Lord once we're inside of his kingdom. Matthew 5, 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, uh, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and do what? Glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, God, when those angels are around the throne with those six wings and they're covering their face with two of them, God is so uh, holy and so powerful. What kind of a being are we talking about here that created the sun, the moon, the stars? Okay, And so when he, when he brings us into his kingdom, our job is to push and show forth his glory, that he gets glory by our action, by our words, by the way we treat people, by the way we love people. That's what we're called into the kingdom for, to point everybody this outside world because it's not his will that any, anybody perish. So he, uh, we are the witnesses. We are the, our works are, are witnesses for him. And uh, so we're a light. Jesus said we're a light. Uh, and we can't put it under a bushel. Okay. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God, that's, king, that's somebody inside the kingdom, may be perfect, which means complete, thoroughly furnished for what? Good works. Y'all looking at that? Nobody's reading with me. Is that on the screen, uh, Jonathan? Okay. So I'll ask you again. Thoroughly furnished for what? Good works. Are y'all looking at me because I'm so handsome? I want y'all to look at that screen up there. And read along with me. Say amen, Betty, every once in a while over there in the amen corner. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> All right. Y'all y'all act Pentecostal whether you are or not, okay? 1 Peter 2, 11, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conscience, uh, con a conversation honest 
among the Gentiles, that whereas you speak, they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. What's going to cause the people that are speaking evil of us to glorify God? Our good works. Okay, so we're called to do good works when we're born into the kingdom. And then <clears throat> I'll try to end this first section because you're sitting there thinking, man, he's taking a long time on number one. James chapter one says, what doth it profit, my brethren, um, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? How many people think faith can save you? James says it can't, not, not alone, not, not by itself, not faith, not faith without works. He says it won't do it. If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace uh, and be warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham uh, our father justified by works when he, was, when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how uh, faith wrought? wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise, also was, uh, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. James used the word works 11 times in those 13 verses I just read you. And, uh, you know, I was listening to the Urshan, uh, um, Nathan Urshan recently, and he, he was talking about the book of James and, and how that James was so strong on, on our kingdom works. And uh, he said Martin Luther... Uh, had when he pulled out of the Catholicism, uh, they were so strong on rituals and work that he went so far the other direction that Luther was, you know, kind of like just believe, just believe, just believe. And so one of the things that I learned from listening to him was he says that Martin Luther wanted to take the book of James out of the Bible because it went so much against what, what he was preaching and teaching at that time. And uh, all because of he had overcompensated for, for the Catholics' teaching. So 11 times we have the word works in that little 13 chapter, 13 verse section there. So James is real big on works, and he's, he's letting us know that if you can just uh, sit around and believe that the devils do that good. Revelation 3, 2. Jesus dictating these letters to to John on the Isle of Patmos, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Jesus dictated seven letters uh, to John, the apostle John, and each one has these words in it, all seven letters. I 
know thy works. All seven letters in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3. Go there and I read all seven of them to make sure, so I didn't want y'all to go back and fact check me and find out I'd tell you something wasn't true. All seven of those churches got told the same four things. I know thy works. So the Lord knows our works, and he's called us to kingdom works. <clears throat> Revelation 20, 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. So we, have, we are going to be judged according to our works, uh, our kingdom works. And so tonight we need to understand what that is. Uh, but before we can talk about what it is, we need to understand that it is a requirement that, we're ha that we have fruit and that we have works inside the kingdom. And so my second uh, on your notes there. <clears throat> we are each called to serve just like the members of our body, just like the members of our natural body. Paul compares the members of the church to the members of the body. I'm talking about your physical body, your head and your shoulders and your feet, okay? First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. But all these work that one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he, as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or, or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit, capital S, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not uh, the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be our hearing? And if the whole were a hearing, where would be the smelling? Uh, but now hath God set thee, members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. Verse 27, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Aren't you glad the good Lord made us all different? When I was in high school, I worked at the post office washing the uh, glass and cleaning the floors, and there was an old guy came in there, and he had been in the Calvary. I'm, age, I'm dating myself here tonight. This guy was old, but he had been in the Calvary, and he had these little one-liners he'd always say, and he'd say, good Lord made us all different. If he hadn't, we'd all fought over the same woman. <clears throat> but how many here knows the Lord knows what he's doing? He made us all different, and he pulls us into a body and in your natural body, your parts are different, aren't they? Our human body is made up of over, listen to this, 100 trillion cells. So how many cells you think are in this room? There's about 50 people maybe. 
your one individual body has over 100 trillion cells, and listen to this, each contributes to the betterment of the body. So all those cells, more than it'd take you the more time than you're going to be on this planet to count them. If you had to count them all, 100 trillion, they're all contributing to the betterment of the body. In the natural, uh, is it work for the eye to see? I'll let you think about that a minute. Is it work for the nose to smell? Most of us would probably say, no, that's just what they do. <laughs> I got you there, didn't I? Is that work? Is your eyeball working right now when you're looking at the PowerPoint? That coffee you're smelling, is your, is your nose working? If it ain't working, you ain't smelling. If your eye ain't working, you ain't seeing. But we don't consider that work. Well, guess what? When I explain to you what kingdom work is, you're not going to consider that work when you really understand what kingdom work is. They are merely, merely your nose and, and your eyes. They're merely, merely doing uh, what they're designed to do and benefiting the body like the cells do. That is how the kingdom works. Each member, each believer doing what they were designed, what they were gifted, what they were called to do. Now, if the ear is required to smell, that's going to be a problem. That would cause some, some ears that I know a lot of stress. I've never seen an ear that could smell. Have you? Anybody in here ever seen an ear that could smell? Many times, members of the body of Christ tell others what they should be doing, and the result is about the same, I guess. A lot of stress. Uh, didn't get too many amens on that one. When Hebrews 10.24 tells us to provoke unto love and to good works, it is instructing us to encourage each other to do what God has created us to do. How many know God knows what he's doing? Brother Johnny, you believe that? God knows what he's doing? I do too because <clears throat> now if I started trying to have the gift of hospitality, I'd be miserable. I don't have that. And if I started to have the gift of music, y'all would be miserable. <laughs> I don't have either one of those. So if, if I'm operating in one of those gifts, somebody's miserable, okay? Either me or you. <clears throat> when the parts of the body do not do what they are designed to do, it creates problems. Oh, a pastor probably could take over right here. <laughs> Let me say that again. When parts of the body do not do what they are designed to do, it creates problems. For example, in the natural body, if muscles are not used, atrophy sets in. Our body has a use it or lose it type system. I found this article dated September the 12th of 2022, if you can believe that. It's nine days ago. It's from phys.org, and it states, researchers from Tokyo Metropolitan University, I've never heard of it either, 
have discovered that a protein excreted by type 1 muscle fibers, the key to muscle endurance, can cause surrounding myoblasts to differentiate into type 1 fibers. Now, when you go and read the article, that was kind of wordy, but what, it, what, what they've discovered is in your body, if you have a muscle that's, that has something wrong with it and it's atrophying and it's not doing what it's supposed to do, it can cause the muscles around it to do the same thing. In other words, we must do what God's called us to do or we'll, use, we'll lose our ability to do it and we can cause those that are near us not to do what they're supposed to be doing. Because the church is patterned like the body is, and it's got many members, one body. Amen? <clears throat> I want to do what God's called me to do. <clears throat> I don't want to do hospitality, Pastor. Where's Jairus? I don't want to do singing. There she is over there. She's already, she, she, I'm not going to get any arguments from her on that one. I believe Jesus called it the abundant life. Doing what we're designed to do. That is where we hit on all cylinders, where we have that inner peace, where we walk with him in the cool of the day. <clears throat> our individual calling, our service, is to glorify God by doing what he's called us to do and equipped us to do. There's nothing I enjoy more than teaching the word of God, especially if my student uh, is shaking their head and is uh, excited and is hungry for God. That just, uh, it doesn't matter if they're inmates or if they're homeless. Uh, some of my greatest times were on Fridays at noon. I'd go to the Grace House, and there'd be six or eight men there. And there was no pre-planned, no agenda. We sat down. I said, guys, what y'all been, been studying? What y'all been meditating on? What y'all been discussing among yourselves? What's on your mind? And we, whatever it was, we take off flowing that way. No script. No no. No study, no prep, and the Holy Ghost would just flood in that place. And I, you know, I'd rather do that than preach it because of the times. That's just that's just what I enjoy doing. I believe that's what God's called me to do. All right, number three on your in your notes: the members of the body of Christ must be led uh, or directed by the head. Okay. Is there more to that? Did I get you fill in the blank? No? One more. I don't know what it is. I don't have it in my notes. Fill it. You, you figure it out while I'm teaching, all right? Just like your members of your, your, your natural body has got to be led by your brain, do any, does anybody in here, let their, does the brain lead y'all and direct y'all and tell your body what to do? I hope so. Jesus is the head of the church. And so the head of the church has got to do what the head of the body does. It's got to direct us and it's got to lead us. Amen? Yeah. Ephesians 1.22. <clears throat> and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So who's the head of the church? Jesus. Who's the, what's the head of your, your body? Your brain. Okay? Who do you listen to uh, in kingdom works? Jesus, because he's the head. 
Ephesians 4.15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. <clears throat> Our human brains are made up of 180 billion, with a B, neurons that create 100 trillion connections. 180 billion neurons that create 100 trillion connections. Tiny Electrical currents send messages through the brain at a speed of 268 miles per hour. <clears throat> That's how your body works. Jesus is faster than that. Galatians 5, 18. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. That's our kingdom work. That's the commander. That's the, that's the uh, air traffic controller. If we be led of the Spirit, we're not under the law. See, the law went away. The law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. The law is done, is done with. Now we're living under grace. And if we're going to make it, we're going to have to have kingdom works. And if we're going to have any kingdom works, we're going to have to be led by the Spirit. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Inside the kingdom, whose voice are you listening to? Do you walk with the Lord in the cool of the day like Adam did? You know, that's what he came to restore, that what Adam had with God, that relationship, that intimacy. Remember Adam, uh, God breathed the breath of life into Adam, and Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. You, you, you remember all that in your Bible? See, that's his will for us is to, is to let him be the head and, and him be the, the shepherd and, and speak to us and lead us and guide us. John 16, 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Jesus is speaking before the Holy Ghost is given, and he's telling them something that was going to happen just in a few days <clears throat> at Pentecost. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So there's, I, I've told you this before, but I'm over 60, so I can say it again. There's two parts to your salvation, Brother Brian. There's the gate and there's the way. Matthew 7, 13, enter ye in at the straight gate, for broad is the gate, wide is the way that leads to destruction. Many there be in they go out because straight is the gate, and there is the way that leads to life. Few be find it. That are the two parts. So we can't put our sock hat on and get in our rocker after we get the Holy Ghost and get baptized. That's, that's the gate. Now you got to get on the way. And as you go on the way, that's where you go through your trials, Brother John, and you go through your tribulation, and you fall down, and you skin your knee, and you learn like the old prophet. Was it Micah that said, when I fall, rejoice not against me, because I shall arise. And you, and you learn how to, and, and so ultimately where you're headed down that way is to being like Jesus. And he's the one directing you. Chase, as you walk that walk, and now when you if you get off the path and you go your own way, he's you're not going to hear his voice. But as long as you're on the way, you know, and that's why we don't teach, and the Bible don't teach once saved, always saved. It's no, it's you know, at, at Calvinistic, you know, predestination and once saved, always saved is is from the pit of hell. That's not what that's not what the scripture teaches. You gotta Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Paul said, I fear after having preached the gospel that I would become a castaway. You know, don't listen to any of that junk. Say, I got the Holy Ghost, I'm done. Come on, rapture, I'm done. Nuh uh. 
You got, you got your salvation to work out. You got your path, your way to Christ to work out. You got to, you got to have kingdoms works. Your faith without works is dead. So don't put your, don't put your uh, PJs on and get in your rocking chair and just rock till Jesus comes. That's not how it works. He saved us for kingdom works to bring glory to him. Okay, number four, listening to the voice of Jesus, who is the head, should always be our first choice. <clears throat> it should always be our first choice. I'm going to finish early. Probably because y'all been such a good audience. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Luke 10, 38. Now, it came to pass as they went that they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And uh, she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. And I want you to pay close attention here, these next four words, and heard his word. You get that? Martha's, Martha's doesn't tell us what she's doing, but Mary, we know what she's doing. She's sitting at Jesus' feet, and she's hearing his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to do all this serving alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Now, when you try to get somebody in trouble, don't go to Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. One thing is needful. You remember when the three disciples were with Jesus and Moses and Elijah came down on the Mount of Transfiguration and this voice comes from heaven? Y'all remember what that voice says? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. And Mary is doing what the voice from heaven said. And Martha is going to Jesus complaining about what she's doing and trying to get her to quit doing it. <clears throat> Martha, 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 Martha. Thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I don't think Jesus was rude to Martha. She may have took it that way because she might have went back to a big old pile of dirty dishes and, and just been over there pouting, but I don't think he was rude to her. I just think he was truthful to her and told her what the good part was. So let's think about this. We're saved to do good works, and which are to glorify God. We each uh, are called to serve, um, just like in the members of our natural body, physical body. The members of the body of Christ must be led by the head of the body, which is Jesus. And listening to the voice of Jesus is always going to be your best choice, your number one choice, uh, your best option. He told me one time, the Lord spoke to me through tongues interpretation. He said, if you'll do what I've asked you to do, I'll make time stand still. So all you guys who are sitting out there saying, that can't be right if i got to cut the grass, but pay the bills, i got to go pick up the kids at school. I, gotta go pick I don't have time to stop and listen to God. No, no, no. If you'll do what I've asked you to do, I'll make time stand still. 
So that's always the best choice. <clears throat> Next slide, we've got, I guess, the fill in, uh, all your fill in the blanks would be on that one because those are, those are the five items that are on our outline. And <clears throat> whichever one we couldn't get, number three, I guess y'all can find it on there. Number five says, when you are led by the Spirit, your work is not troublesome. Can you say Amen. When you're led by the Spirit and you hear the voice of God and you know what you know and you know that you know that you know what your calling is and what God's uh, plan for your life is and you step into it, then uh, it's not going to be troublesome for you. Luke 10, I'm back where I was. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken from her. Martha was stressing. She was tired. I think she was exhausted. It sounds from the conversation like she was at the end of her rope. She was not enjoying kingdom work. How many in here reads that and sees that she's enjoying that? She's doing it out of obligation. She may even be sinning while she's working for the kingdom. John Maxwell says that if you have a career. If you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's how it is when you work in the kingdom, in the body of Christ. Kingdom works. <clears throat> His yoke is easy. He, he said that. I didn't. Jesus said that. That's where pastor taught last week, wasn't it? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Every person has a calling. Everyone in here. We're all different, or we'd follow the same woman. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a talent. Everyone has a ministry. Uh, and we're just, just like the eye. Now, y'all couldn't ask me when I asked you if the eye uh, seeing would be work. Y'all really stumbled. Oh, even, even I saw Sister Bishop over there was struggling with that one. And she knows everything. Just ask her. So, so, so here I am, I'm telling you, the eye seeing is work, but it doesn't feel like work, does it? Because that's what it's made to do. And so Sister Jerry's playing the keyboard's not work. That's what she, that's, well, it is work, it's kingdom work, but it's not troublesome. Is it troublesome? See there, I'm right. Merely doing what God has gifted you to do is not, is not troublesome. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The word yoke is associated with what? Work. Wouldn't you think so? Because you're plowing or you're, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you automatically, he's automatically talking about work to me when I read that. Take my yoke upon you. He's talking about kingdom work. Jesus said that his yoke is easy. The kingdom work is easy. Uh, it's just doing what you're made to do. Uh, it's just doing what God created you for. As a matter of fact, I believe kingdom work is really the rest, R-E-S-T, 
of God. We talked about the rest of God. I think it's kingdom work. Kingdom work is the abundant life. Kingdom work is the rest wherein the weary rest. Kingdom work is where the uh, well of living water springs up. Kingdom work is where there is righteousness, peace, and joy. So all of y'all sitting there saying, Pastor must have a big project he wants done, and he's going to need a whole bunch of volunteers. No. <laughs> this message, this lesson tonight came together different than any other lesson that, that I've ever taught, I think. But I do believe the Lord spoke to me when I put this together, and I do believe that we need to, we need to seek and find what our talents are, what our callings are, what part of the body we are. I don't need to be uh, the eyeball tell, in, in, in trying to do what Dave's doing, and Dave's the, uh, Dave's the nose, you know. I, lay, I need to let him do his own smelling. I need to be doing seeing because I'm an eye. So everybody do their part. Find out what your part, how many, how many in here really know what their calling is? I don't want to embarrass anybody. That really you know what God's, why you're on this earth and how you can please God and how, to, how you glorify God. I saw three or four, I saw three or four. So the rest of us, we need to find out what God's will is for our lives. What does he want us to do? The abundant life that he came and he taught about and he said we could have. It's available to us, but we got to hear him. We've got to hear the head of the body. Amen? All right. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's go to the Lord in prayer, and I'm going to close out. Anybody have any, any comments, any thoughts before we pray? All right. Lord, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you for another day. Thank you for your word that equips us, that instructs us, that trains us and teaches us, that rebukes us when we're, we're out of line. I pray, God, that you would write your word on our heart that we would walk in the light as you're in the light, that we would be pleasing to you. And people that don't know what their calling is, what their, what their mission is in life, well, what part of the body they are, I pray God, pray God that they would seek you. And I know, God, you will reveal that to them and lead them and guide them in all truth. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Yeah, that was the last uh, regular Wednesday night until the 28th of December, and I'm not sure.